I think Justin Jefferson has already passed Randy Moss in terms of greatness. And You're here's absolutely why. dumb, bro. No, no, no. I swear this, to God. You, this is why. This is why. I mean, let's just look at the overall game right now. I don't think LeBron's top five now. I don't think he's top five ever. I don't care about the points. I'm looking at overall game. He is not top five. There's no way. Do you ever get tired of speaking? I, I, I can't do this anymore. What world are you on right now? Are you on Kyrie's flat earth? The only impression that Kendrick Perkins left in the game of basketball was his butt imprint on left bench. The Cowboys are not America's team. Every Super Bowl played before the 1970s doesn't count. The Vikings and the Texans still have the same amount of playoff players. Stats don't lie. Kentucky's overrated in my opinion. <laughs> That's just not even true. I'm about to see that work sided page. It's not my fault that I have to bring a bottle of Advil every time we record one of these. Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the official Wild Cards podcast. I'm Coleman Madlin and my co-hosts here, Josh and Brandon. Yeah, guys, just remember to follow the socials. Instagram is show wild cards, and then you can follow the link tree from there. You can also follow our TikTok. It's kind of blown up right now. We're trying to post every day, and uh, it's the Wild Cards podcast on TikTok. All one word, no space, no capitals. So if you guys want to hit us up there and see what you think about the podcast, let us know, you know, in the TikToks. Yeah, make sure to do that. And I think we should just start off. Let's uh, go over some major news that happened this past week. We could start off one of the biggest, biggest headlines that occurred this week. Russ to the Clippers, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he got bought out from the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Wasn't going to fit in there. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the worst trade of this trade deadline for the Jazz because really, what did they get in return for what they gave up? I mean, I don't know. It's kind of just dumb. Draft picks. They got draft picks. Yeah, but, but overall, they got fleeced, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I think Russ likes the Clippers now. I saw a video the other day on Instagram that he was having fun around the facility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what's going on in L.A., the Lakers, but something ain't right. I think Braun is kind of a toxic teammate. Uh, you saw whenever he won, a, he got the scoring title, Anthony Davis wasn't there to congratulate him. And he just sat on the bench upset. I mean, I don't think they're on good terms at this point. You don't think it's uh, Ham, the coach? No. What does he do, really? I mean, what what does an NBA coach do besides maybe like a Steve Kerr or somebody that, like, in the beginning? But now what does Steve Kerr do? He just sits back and lets Curry run the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so I think it's such an overrated job, to be honest. If you want to really coach, you go to college or you go to high school. Because that's where you actually coach guys. Here you just put in plays and they run it. I mean, it's not nothing hard. Gotcha. So you think there's more prestige in the NBA, though? To be a coach? Yeah. No. You get paid more, but I don't think... If you're a good college coach, I mean, why didn't Coach K go to the NBA whenever he was on top? Well, in my I think that's a little different. I mean, you've built a you've built your foundation with the team. You've built your foundation with the fans. Exactly. So that means you're a good coach. I also think there is a thing with college basketball and college sports where um, there's a more of a family family feeling, I guess you'd say. Uh, there's like kind of that that feeling in the air, like you're connected with everyone. And the NBA, it kind of feels more like a business, like a corporation, kind right. of like a, a walking, moving capitalist machine (laughs) you know what i'm saying uh that's kind of how it feels like but yeah i mean you see people like john calipari and rick patino when they left and went to the nba and had they came back because i mean they didn't do well but they got put in bad positions don't get me wrong but the point is like some people are made for it and some people aren't i don't think john calipari and rick patino were like cutthroat billy donovan is doing okay i guess i don't know really but he did better in college i feel like yeah, I agree. All right, back to Russ to the Clippers. How do you guys think this will change the Clippers' position in the West? What I definitely think they will move up maybe one or two spots. Maybe one, because they're already like the four seed, and I see the Kings like falling off, and I think Russ will fit great. I mean, they need like a star point guard to take the ball, and now it like Kawhi and Paul George don't have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. That, that, that try with the John Wall being there and everything. I don't think it worked out, so I don't know if this is going to work out much different. Well, John Wall is like, he hasn't been the same since he's the Wizards. And yeah, but so is Russ. Russ yeah, but Russ is, coming. he's still electric. He comes off, he's like the best player to come off the bench. I mean. Who's going to be your starting point guard then? Well, like, he's not going to come off the bench on the Clippers, but on the Lakers, when LeBron didn't like him. Exactly. Like, I mean, Russ is 34. How old is John Wall? Like I 36. I think he's a little older. 35, 36, I guess. What was your guess? 
My guess is 35, 36. Uh, what's your I guess? said 36. 32. What? No Dang. way. Yes. Well, he also so had, he has way more when injuries. Correct. Than I understand that, but he so, plays older because. But I still think he's pretty elite speed when he wants to. So when he graduate, when did he graduate from Kentucky? It was the, or I guess move on. Ten from or eleven, two thousand ten or eleven. I think hmm. they went. They of course they lost to UConn in the final four. Yep, that year. yep. I remember. But, that was um, terrible. I remember watching that game on God, my couch. Could, yeah, it was so Idaho. bad. <laughs> I don't know. UK just. I don't, we're not even gonna get into that right now. That's <laughs> just. Our bias is showing. All right, let's move on to next topic. Brandon Miller. Oh, my God, dude. Don't get me started on this guy. He's a real shooter for show. Let's, let's, for anyone who's not familiar with the situation, let's explain it really quick. Brandon Miller, a star player for Alabama. You, he's undeniable talent. You, he's a really good player. I'd say he's the best freshman. He's all right. Come on. He's the, <laughs> he's the best. Fre- okay. He's, he's being sarcastic. I mean, he's he the did best. drop 41 last night. So. He's the best freshman in college basketball. And I think that's. That without without a question, especially uh, reaffirming his position last, after last night. He top um, two, but he ain't top. He ain't two. You okay, know if, if you put Casey Wallace above him, <laughs> I swear, yeah. Okay, no, yeah, Chris Livingston. Did you not see okay. what he did last night? Uh, Stop uh, it. Yeah, yeah, he had some good plays. He's more valuable to the team. All right, Brandon, summarize what happened with the Brandon Miller situation. Yeah, well, same name. From what I've heard, he provided his friend with a gun, and then his friend then went on to kill two people. So, I think he shouldn't be playing because. It's just, what is it? It's like distribution. And, you know, you can't provide someone with yeah. a, a weapon like that. I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a legal expert, and I, I wouldn't say, like, what crime specifically he violated. I don't know if it's he's an accessory to murder. I, I don't know if He'd be he's an a, accomplice. Accomplice. Yeah. I don't know what it or, is, yeah, but accessory, I yeah. think it, it depends on what, I mean, his lawyers are going to make a case, and Alabama's going to make a case that oh, yeah. he, that he, he didn't know he was, was unaware. Yeah. Um, and I have a press release here from the attorneys for Brandon Miller. Uh, apparently, according to Brandon's legal team, lawyers, his legal team, um, he had no idea the context behind why Mr. Miles requested the gun, um, why there was an altercation. Apparently, there was like, some exchanged words. Brandon was all, already on his way to pick up Mr. Miles, apparently. Mr. Miles texted Brandon and asked him to bring his firearm. Um, Brandon apparently was not aware up until this point that a firearm was concealed in the back of his car from earlier where Mr. Miles had left it. Mm. And he subsequently arrived at the scene, quote unquote, to pick up Mr. Miles. Um, he never got out of his vehicle, apparently, um, or interacted with anyone in Mrs. Uh, Miss Harris's party, which was the victim. Um, and he was never involved in a verbal altercation with either of these individuals. He never touched the gun, wasn't involved in the exchange with Mr. Davis in any way, and didn't know, did not know illegal activity involving the gun would happen. Um, and that's all according to his attorney, uh, Jim Standridge, one of his attorneys yeah. over at Alabama that are working around the clock to try to get this guy cleared. Because let's be real, how is Alabama going to do? How is Alabama going to do in the tournament without Brandon Miller? I don't yeah. think it's let's happening. Let's take a step back. Do we really believe that he had no idea? No. I'm looking at this thing right here, and it's like he got a text saying, I need my joint, and the cop said that's slang for a gun. I mean, yeah, and I, I mean, know. and he said I, that there was he, one in the one in the head and the one in the chamber. One in the head means it's loaded. My next thing is where where did he keep the gun? He can't keep it on campus. That's illegal. Yeah, I, no, it was in. They said two vehicles: a Dodge Charger and a Dodge that, Challenger. But is the car on campus? I, um, that's illegal to have a firearm on campus. Regardless, if it's not a violation of campus law, it, it's a violation of the law. And I, I, whatever one it is. I can't see how a guy, even if this, let's say he's completely innocent and the facts come out, and I don't see how a guy can go that, do that, have that all release in one day and go on the court and still play. And mind you, he dropped 41 points, which is ridiculous and all to him. But I can't see how. He obviously doesn't care. Yeah, he's yeah, free he doesn't of mind care. on that. I, I, I mean, me personally, if, if I was accomplice to that, if I can't go on the court and play, um, I, I can't do that. Woman. I helped. I can't go out on the court knowing in my head that I helped and an innocent women's life. Yeah, I, just I, feel I can't like, do that. And I heard that she had like a six-year-old kid. So it's it's terrible, terrible. Yeah. And we could we could also go over the way Nate Oates, the Alabama basketball head coach, went over this. In yeah, his he made a stink. He made a stink of that one. I don't think he could have done any worse. He later corrected it down the line. But let's play the clip of what he said in his first press conference. How comfortable were you with his, his proximity to that? And also, if there's any NBA scouts who might be inquiring, what would you say to them about that? Yeah, I mean we've known the situation since it's been we've been fully cooperating with law enforcement the entire time i mean it's the whole situation's sad i mean you just think of it you team 
close practice of a prayer for the situation today. Again, knowing that we had this trial today, I mean, you think of Jamia and her family and Kane, really think about her son Kane that was left behind. So it's sad. We did, we knew about that. I mean, you know, can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble. So Alabama head coach Nate Oates clearly has no remorse, does not care. You're trying to make these men, these young yeah, like, boys into men, and you're not teaching them correctly. Shameless. Well, yeah, when you say, but he, we can't control everything anybody does outside of practice. Like, let's be real. Come on, guys. And you have to respect Nate Oates' commitment to his players, which he, he wants Brandon Miller to be, I guess, exonerated. But at the same time, it, I mean, you have to do what's right. And as a coach, yeah. as a public coach for an SEC team, mind you, that's number two in the country, was number one at one point, has a real chance to win this thing in March. And and to do that, that is just not a good image to put off to your fans, to the players, especially the players. You know, you're trying, you're you're the you're the mentor for these. And kids, everybody like in like the college basketball community, you know what I'm saying? And what? I see a lot of people on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, like all commenting how this is not, how this is legal how this is wasn't wasn't a problem how he didn't break the law how it's kind of similar to the kyle rittenhouse situation which i don't really i can't really find the connection i, I don't see how that's I, the I don't, same i don't see how I, I saw that i saw that I, I could pull up the tweet i guess i saw that comparison i don't really see that um, going on tweets now <laughs> um I'm, I'm just i'm just hey, I'm i just, know but I'm, I'm just saying i don't see any connection in that yeah i don't but, really i mean i think the best move for alabama is just i think like the the athletic director should step in and just he should just sit out until this case is closed. Uh, yeah, that's the next question. Do you guys think he'll play the next game? I mean, the news just came out, and then, like, you still let him play? Like, the school has to take over at that I point. Think, I, they were booing him all game at, at South, South Carolina. Carolina. They, they were shouting killer right before the game. They are booing him every time he got the ball. It's kind of like when Kentucky-Louisville plays. Whenever a Louisville player gets the ball at Rupp, the crowd erupts. Whenever Ben Simmons gets the ball in, um, in Brooklyn, the Barclays Center, Crowd erupts. It's just no. Everybody's asleep at that game. Oh, yeah, nobody's I mean, watching. Well, that I mean, game. all five fans are, are pretty stressed <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? You know, what yeah. Jay Z sitting in the front. Honestly, yeah. I think if he just sits out their last three games yeah, I don't know and why. lets the case like exactly. close, they'll still do great in March. I mean, they might drop like a couple spots. <laughs> Who they play? But Who's the next three games? They play Arkansas at home, Auburn at home, and then Texas A&M away. Oh, oh Red Hot Texas A&M team. These, these are all team. Are those all are teams. games. If they barely beat out South Carolina, which was an outstanding game, I watched to the South end. South Carolina played out of their mind. They played really well. I think. I think. I mean, maybe they thought that they wanted to prove a point. How that? That's just bold. That's bold. They can't allow that to happen in in, in the SEC. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do, but. They really showed out. Well, if he was in the NBA, they wouldn't have let him play. So I think they need to do something about it. And in social media era in which you can't say things, there's people are the PR teams are on top of this. Yeah, the stuff. cancel culture. The, yeah, all this terrible. all this stuff, this culture. How do they let this happen? I think this would be one of those things. The PR people who usually don't have to do much, they sit back and wait for something bad to happen. They should have been all over this. They should have jumped on this. Like, dude, this is their time to shine. Do it's their the job. To, <laughs> you know do what I'm your saying? job. Yeah, so many people like argue gun violence is like you know the worst in america which is probably statistically true but then to like allow this guy to still go out there and play i mean i know he didn't kill the guy but he still gave his friend a gun i mean what look, message does that send exactly to the rest of the kids and like in the community it's just i don't know i feel like they could have handled the situation better obviously but they know now that people are upset about it so he should definitely sit the next three games if not sit through the sec tournament I don't know and wait till it all comes out clean and he comes out okay in court you I know mean, isn't that saying? how let it, it all play out isn't that how it should work in in every case you shouldn't get special privilege just because you're a college basketball division one player I mean, look Alabama. at oj <laughs> i mean yes there's there's examples here and there where yes this is the case but the, the way we can minimize them is by you know creating this change i mean it's like calvin ridley he got he had to sit out the whole year just because he gambled on his own team yeah. like that's a lot less of an offense than yeah, providing a gun for a murder. Pete Rose can't make the MLB Hall of Fame because he was betting on games too. So it's like, can you imagine how bad this hurts his draft stock? He was gonna be the first oh, it college basketball player off the board. Well, the, besides Wimbenyama, I said ba college basketball. He's oh, my fault. Aside yeah. from all of the implications of the situation itself, the fact that it was involving a gun, the fact that he was 
able to do that and he clearly has no remorse probably speaks much louder than the fact that he was involved in the actual act well let's be real i don't think he knew that he was gonna go murder a woman uh like a mother i'm sure i'm sure and i i don't want to it was probably it's probably like the jaw morant kind of thing he wanted to be hood you know what i'm saying i mean he wanted to help his friend out i mean there's different ways you can interpret that message that he was sent all right guys we have to move on to our next segment um but first final thoughts on the brandon miller situation he should sit the rest of the year until they figure it out yeah, I, I mean, just think I agree. the case needs to be closed before he could play again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, they fired their coach, head coach, Nate McMillan. Uh, I have no idea what this move was. Uh, I really don't agree with it. I think they're currently in eighth place. They're not in the best position. They are currently in a playing spot. I, I don't know why you fire your head coach who's taken you to the playoffs the past couple seasons. I don't know why you... It has to be like an internal thing, something we don't know about, you know? That, that's, that was my feeling, too. I think down the line, we're, there's going to be some stuff that releases that uh, maybe he wasn't in the best headspace. Or there He's was probably doing the same on. thing the Boston head coach did, the intern. Um, yep, maybe. <laughs> Getting a little freaky with the I the think they fired staff. him because they have so much talent, and they're not, like, producing. But do what they talent really do they have? have really? What, uh, besides Trey Young. Trey Young, John Collins, Deontay Murray. Is that really, right, three. Is that really the, the talent white shooter? Who's going to replace Nate McMillan? Who do you guys think? It has to be somebody internal. Probably the Celtics right head coach. Who's their interim right now? I don't know. I, but I feel like he'll end up the season, then they'll figure out in the uh, offseason who they want. I, I saw in the ESPN headline, um, in somewhere in the story, they were talking about how they want to still make a run. They think that they have talent this season, and they have I mean, time left do. to salvage a playoff run. Um, I, I think they do. I mean, they, they definitely make the play-in. And they want to start the pursuit of the franchise's next coach. This was in the making. Um... For a couple of weeks, I, I saw that their president of basketball operations um, stepped down that, uh, last December. Mm-hmm. And so was he now, the coach last year too, though? Yes, he was. Okay, so that's probably why he was. Um, they had a, they had a really good overall record with the change in the front office. Then that's what it was. That that, that must have been what it was. They, there's some new yeah. ideology that's in there. Somebody some wants to bring points. their own guy in. Yep, but he was awarded a four-year contract and had a 99 and 80 record as head coach. I think that's. I think that's pretty respectable. I don't. I, th- I see him getting a job somewhere else in the NBA. Yeah, I mean the Pistons would love to have him. Yeah, dude, Dwayne there's, there's, Casey might retire this after this year. Yeah, and I would. We have a, we have a bright future. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't retire if I. You know, when Casey. we get the first overall pick. All right, all right. Um, all right. That's not happening. We're tanking. Any final thoughts on that? I think we covered it. Pretty no, well. I think we're pretty good on that. All right. Um, let's go over some winners and losers. Um. Terms of teams after the NBA trade deadline, obviously number one, Suns. Suns, and I also think that they're while they did trade some pieces away, I think the Mavericks might have. I think the Mavericks and the Suns were the winners. I think the West gets stronger. uh, Here are my three winners. Okay, the Suns with KD, they're in win now mode, right? Yep. Dallas with Kyrie. Luca didn't want to be by himself. He wanted another superstar, somebody to take the ball at the end. He's lonely. Can't blame him. And then three, hear me out, Brooklyn, I think, won in the trade deadline. I agree. You, you want two superstars that went out, right? And if you don't do nothing about it, they're leaving a free agency anyway. So then they trade for their future. And, I mean, Cam Johnson and Malik Bridges – no, Mikael Bridges, I'm sorry. I mean, they're not bad pieces to have, you mm-hmm. know. I think Mikael is a, a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. I like him. He's a dog. I wish the Suns wouldn't have traded him, but they weren't going to get KD unless they did, so – I'm okay with it. I think a loser would definitely be the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, after yeah. John Moran said he's fine in the West, fine and then the they see all these moves happening, and all they add is like Luke Kennard. Oh yeah, let me let me say something on that. John Moran, when in that press interview, they need to quit putting players with uh, hot women to interview them because they always be capping. <laughs> it's just like when Jalen Brown said he was going to win five of the next six championships. Stop the cap. <laughs> Dude was so capping, man. He was trying to get. Oh my gosh, dude! And I then, saw that. Uh, who who else was it? It wasn't. Uh, oh, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards did it too. He was capping. He said he's the best player on the NBA. Yeah, just trying to slide, man. He he's so getting bored capping. there in Minneapolis. Need some need some friends in the household. All right, I'm looking at the Nets picks because you guys said the Nets won. I agree. I agree that the Nets they both benefited from that trade for the future. They definitely. For the future, yes. I mean, you got to think they I'm were in a lose situation at that point because if I don't trade Kyrie and I don't trade KD, they're probably just gonna act like they're injured for the rest of the year exactly. and leave. Yeah. I'm looking at next year. They have incoming draft picks. They have three first-round picks next year. Dang. One for and the there's, they still will make the playoffs this year if they don't fall off they, drastically. Exactly. 
they're they're pretty high up in their rankings, and I think that they they don't have the talent to make it past the first round, in my opinion, my personal. Who opinion. would they play in the first round? I think right now they'd pay, play. As the of right now, they play the Cavs. They play the yeah, Cavs, they don't I make think. it past the first round. Yeah, the Cavs, they, you're Cavs just... will cl- clear them up. I think it, it's kind of deceiving. Um, I don't think they they're gonna play the Cavs, and as it is as it is, they play the Cavs, but come down to the NBA uh, playoffs, I don't think that they're going to play the Cavs. They're going to drop a few spots, if not all the way out. I don't see them dropping all the way out, but I see them mm-hmm. in a low spot playing the one or two seed. That's if they make it in after the play-in. Who would you pick as a loser in the trade deadline? Teams that lost the NBA trade, de- trade deadline. Um, I'd Brand- say... Brandon already said the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I, I really think the Grizzlies... Because they have a great team. Like, John Morant is probably one of the best young stars in the NBA right now. The but best. they don't have like mm. a nu- another star with them, like you know Dylan Brooks and Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson. Like they're good, but they're not like it's you know young the next up. Like the Memphis, they'll make it to the playoffs for the next five years, right? But they're not going to get to the finals they're like they the want. Trip, no, I think they have to make a move similar to how the Mavs made a move. I think they need to trade one or two of those like mid end guys, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Jaron um, Jackson. I think they could trade. I no, think they have to keep. They have to keep, they have to keep Jaw and Jaron Jackson. Well, why Jaron Jackson? They'd have to build a big three like Phoenix did. Yeah, I, I agree that they need to keep. Jaren, I think it's in their best interest, but I also think that he's a lot of trade value considering the defensive. He does, he's put on but this year. why would you want to get rid of him? He's young and he's a stud on defense, and he's a big, big time big man for him. If you're another team willing to trade away a star to go for your future um, in in this league, who would you want on Memphis? Would you want Jaron Jackson? I'd want picks. I yeah, don't picks. picks. Maybe Desmond Bain. Maybe Desmond Bain. I think you get rid of Desmond Bain. But like, I don't think he's that great. I think you, so you shop him and some picks for who? Who's a good star that you'd want <laughs> paired up with John Moran? Well, you need either a guard or you need a small forward. I think you get a small forward. I don't think you go for another guard. I think Jock can. Co- I think yeah, he I covers think the one and the two that by himself. Definitely covered. He's he's got. All I don't know, but imagine somebody like I don't I don't know who to put him with like De'Aaron Fox and. So you go small or you go big? Yeah, I think. I think they need like another. Like a great small forward, power forward. Yeah, but who would that someone, be? That's what I'm looking for free agents right now. Like that I mean, upcoming yeah, free, free agency. See who's coming but, up. And they also have a chance to draft some players. Yeah, I mean, draft. they don't have bad picks. They could, well, I, I think Chris Middleton is going to be a free agent next year. He ain't leaving the Bucks. I don't think so. I mean, with the right offer, I don't know. It'd be tough. Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to make him stay. True. The Greek freak. Anyway, yeah, I don't I don't know who else would have lost, to be honest, besides the Grizzlies. And I feel like the Jazz lost because they got, I mean, they traded for Russ in a few picks and they lost Russ. Right now I have, uh, I'm looking at the NBA draft, mock draft for next year. I have Memphis taking number 25, Trace Jackson, power forward from Indiana. Yeah. Which is what, you know, they need that. They, they need, need that, that but I don't, think, him. I, I don't think, think he's that great. I think he has the potential to be a great impact player. I don't think he's the he plays to be a, a lot, star. He plays a lot of the down low, so he plays like a lot of power forward and center in at Indiana. He's six nine. So he, he I, can, don't, I don't. I don't. Think, think I don't see him transfer. playing the center at Memphis. I don't. See no, him. I don't. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, I don't think his game not transfers well to that. He's not NBA. an outside shooter. There are some players, but I mean, clearly they some some scouts think that he's going to go up pretty high. I don't think so. That's All just right. me. So, any more losers of the NBA draft? No, I think we covered it. Or NBA uh, trade. Oh, I'm looking at teams right here, and everybody seems perfect. Like nobody lost. Well, not nobody. Well, but the, I mean, obviously Memphis and the Jazz. But the Jazz lost. Other than that, I can't think of. But did the, the Jazz really lose? I mean, they I, gave I away more people, got picks, and then didn't have to pay Russell Westbrook. I mean, yeah, they are kind of dropping in the rankings anyway. How do you guys feel about the Minnesota three-way trade? Do you guys think Minnesota should have traded away to get Mike Conley? They traded uh, D'Lo for Conley. I don't think y'all needed D'Lo anymore. I think y'all really want Anthony Edwards to be y'all's, like, star for the next couple years. And so I think the trade was good. After Mike Conley came, I I think I saw two games after he started playing before the— or the all-star break i saw ant taking up the ball more as the one i think the t wolves front office and the coaching staff they're trying to get him to play the one more and develop into a, a more of a center guard than the, yeah. the shooting guard that he's been playing i don't know about that either though i think he's better off ball and it wastes his energy to bring the ball up because i mean as a as a point guard it wastes a lot of energy especially if they press or they send somebody trap you it's it just a waste of his energy and his talent i feel like so do you think Mike Conley was not the move? Well, I, th- I mean, putting I him and Gobert back together could have been 
I don't think anyone lost or won that old. trade. That was just a move around. I, don't, I guess it's it's whatever. I feel like there's not really much change there. I don't think it was that big of a move besides the jazz part. All right, so they're kind of in the middle there in terms of winners and losers. All right, moving on to a new segment that we're going to do on this show. It's going to be called The Courtroom. I'm going to be the judge, and Brendan and Josh are going to debate hot takes throughout the world of sports. So I know we already talked about Brandon Miller, but let's get back into the courtroom, and let's talk about this week's debate topic. All right, Brendan and Josh, I want you guys to take a side. Debate whether or not the XFL onside kick rules should be implemented in the NFL. Um, and I'll explain what those rules are right now. So the XFL is in its third season now. There are a couple new rules this season when it comes to kicking, onside kicks, uh, point after touchdowns, all this stuff. So the rule that we're going to debate today is in this league, the XFL, instead of an onside kick like you see in the NFL, they do a fourth and 15 play from your own 25-yard line. And if you convert it, you get to keep the ball, just like you would in an onside kick. Let me go more in depth about the rules of the XFL, what they have currently. Um, right now, if a team can successfully complete a 4th and 15, which is their onside kick, it's snapped at its own 25-yard line. If they complete it, they get possession from wherever the ball ends up at the conclusion of the play. And if the team does not complete their 4th and 15 play, the other team gets it from wherever that play ended. So let's say it was an incomplete pass, some threw it up deep, Justin Jefferson went right through his hands. Kirk Cousins shaking his head. Oh, all right. Well, let's say he doesn't catch it. The other team will get the ball from the 25 where the ball was snapped, just like a regular play if it was a turnover on downs. Um, and if, you know, you get sacked back, let's say back at the 20, the other team will get the ball from the 20, and so on, etc. In the XFL, the fourth quarter is the only period in which these rules apply, and teams can choose between kicking a traditional onside kick or completing a 4th and 15 play to immediately regain possession. And this is only after a scoring drive. So now I ask you, Brandon and Josh, we'll start with you, Brandon. Take, please take the stand and explain to me why you think this rule should or should not be implemented. I don't think it should be implemented because, I mean, an onside kick, it's hard It's hard to do, right? I mean, they get like maybe one to two a year in the NFL. And I just feel like the NFL is more of like, I don't know, like a professional football we're like I'm not saying the XFL is a professional, but to me like the XFL is more like backyard like arena football, which I I like some of their rules, but I just no, feel that, like that's disrespectful to my league. Um, judge, I reject uh, that statement for sure. Give me ten. Give me like all the XFL teams. Order in the court. Order in the court. Brandon, explain to me why more. I don't want all this interrupting thing. This is my court. This is my rules. All right, I'm gonna have it my way. Brandon, explain to me why. No interrupting, Josh. Unbelievable. Control freak. <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. A 4th and 15 from a 25-yard line. People, you know, teams convert 3rd and long, like 3rd and 15s all the time. You know, they get 20-yard plays. Like the Chiefs, you know, explosive teams could, you know, could really succeed from this rule. And I just feel like an onside kick is much harder to do. And if you don't get the 4th and 15... You're just giving the other team the ball at the 25-yard line. They're automatically in field goal range. So let me get this straight. So, Brandon, you think that this rule would disproportionately benefit teams with great offenses. And you could say, I don't know, maybe they could exploit this to maybe only boost up their offenses. This could completely change the meta of what the current NFL the current NFL environment is like. Um, and let me also, is that true? I mean, yeah. Well, if they can, if the teams can only use it when they're losing, like so, say like like when the Texans were beating the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs score, they can then elect to do a fourth and fifteen from their own twenty-five yard line against the Texans. You obviously know Travis Kelsey is going to be somewhere open down the seam for twenty plus yards, and then they get the ball again. Whereas like if they were to attempt an onside kick with the final seconds left, you have a less probability of getting that, which I think is perfect for like teams like the Texans because you know you're about to beat like an, an explosive offense like the Chiefs where then they can just exploit your defense and throw a deep bomb and get the ball again. Isn't that the point of the game to play defense? Order, order in the court. Objection. Sustained. The whole point of playing football is to play defense. So if you can't hold them off for one more play, I don't think you deserve to win the game. I mean, you know, you got a fair point there, but I just feel like you know, late in the game, you're already tired, you know, you're you're barely beating, like, an explosive team, and then they go ahead and do this. I just feel like it's, you know, this rule was offered to the NFL a couple years ago, and it didn't get enough votes for, you know, a specific reason, because it's just, it wouldn't look good in the NFL to me. To me, the NFL 
is like the PGA Tour and like Live Golf is like the XFL. You know, those NFL and PGA. Overruled. Thank you. The NFL and the PGA are like, you know, pristine. You know what I mean? Like NFL and PGA have been around forever. They're professional. Whereas the XFL and Live Golf are brand new. The rules are completely different. I'm not saying they're bad for the sport of football or golf. Like I think, you know, Live is great, but I just feel like some of the rules, they should be separate. You know, that's that's what you get entertainers. I now call Josh to the stand to present his prosecution. Thank you, Judge. Ladies and gentlemen of the courtroom, I want to just point out what Brandon said at the very end right there. He was talking about how the PGA Tour and Live Golf is comparable to the NFL and the XFL. And he said that it pretty much what he said was the way it is is the way it always should be is the PGA and there should be no change. And these and he said these organizations make change in like the uh, sport they're in, right? Am I right on that, Judge? You are. Continue. Okay. So what I'm thinking is if the American people didn't stand up to the British, they would always be under British rule and we'd still be paying for that dang tea tax. Objection, Your Honor. On what grounds, Brandon? Hearsay. Sustained. Continue, please. Anyway, my point was being, if there is no change in the game, then is, I mean, we're not playing the same game we were playing in 1920 or 1930 or 19, when they won the first Super Bowl. Things change over time to make it more entertaining. At the end of the day, it's a game and it's supposed to be entertaining to the people. So are we really going to... Um, conform to the 32 NFL owners that don't want to, I don't want to put my team in that kind of stress, yada, yada, yada. Are we going to compare, are we going to like compel to the emotion of the fans? You know what I'm saying? The fans want to see an exciting game to the end. I mean, if I'm a Texans fan, yeah, it's going to suck. But if I'm in the position the Chiefs are in, I have an explosive offense. I want that opportunity at the end of the game. If I know, I have a stat right here that says the success rate of uh, onside kicks was 4.23% in the NFL. That's only three of the onside kicks that were attempted actually were successful. Yeah, can I, can I see your work side page for that? It comes straight from the NFL.com, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I give all my sources to the judge. The judge can rule on that. Order in the court. Order in the court. All right, as a judge, I went to law school. I have my little judge handbook here, and it says I can't yeah. really make any. Hey, listen. All right. Hey, hey you hold, better get a hold of that, boy. Order in the court. All right, this is this is a, your contempt of court. Hear me out on this. I have a little handbook here that says, don't make any rules. Don't question the people. Let the prosecution do that. I got to question my defendant here, Brandon. Um, Brandon, are you scared of change? Is that what this is? Are you scared of change, Brandon? Uh, I'm not scared of change. I just feel like, you know. The American people should be glad that somebody like Brandon is not in charge of the NFL. Because you'd be in jail. All right, order in the court. Order in the court. Listen up. I now ask both the plaintiff and the defendant to make their final cases for why they are correct. And please restate what your claim is. I start with Josh, since I started with Brandon first. Thank you. Oh, that's a bull. You might want to look at that handbook again, boy. Anyway, my point was trying to make was it makes the game more exciting at the end of the game. I know that uh, teams with terrible defenses that would be like, oh, we don't want that. You know what I'm saying? But the fans want an exciting game to the end. We pay these players millions of dollars. And we go to the games. We want to. We want to get our money's worth out of it. You know what I'm saying? So why not make the change? If it doesn't work for a season, go back. I mean, it's not like it's harmful. And even at the XFL rule, you can opt to make the onside kick instead of doing going for fourth and fifteen at the end of the game. I mean, it's just, and it's something that teams would have to prepare for. It's not like they're just getting, uh, like, just jumped upon right now. You know what I'm saying? They're not changing the rule Excuse mid-season. Excuse me, Mr. Josh. I'm going to ask you to get to the point. I'm getting there, Judge. If you let me get there. Continue. Anyway, change makes it more exciting. And if we don't ever change, what's the point of playing the game? Thank you, Mr. Josh. Brandon, would you please present your argument? Yeah, I was just, you know, I was just going to say um you know, about your change rule. You know, if you want to see the 4th and 15 conversion, why don't you just buy an XFL ticket? Like if you think the XFL is Cuz I want to see it on a national scale. Would you say you're saying the XFL isn't national? It's small. It's too small. Not everybody's going to watch the XFL. Look exactly. at the viewership. Yeah. So that's why they have stuff like that for viewers. But you're saying that if the NFL was to add it, they would boost in viewers? Yes. See, the Philadelphia Eagles proposed this, and it didn't get enough votes because obviously it's 
Like, it's just not worth it. I just want to make it aware to the court. I gave him that source. No, yeah. Actually, NBCSports.com. Order in the court. Order in the court. Brandon, please continue. Okay. It didn't mean my and finals. Please, for the love of God, get to the point. I'm trying, okay, man? I just, I don't think you'd be good for the NFL. You know, the XFL and the NFL, they're both, they're both the sport of football, right? But, you know, one is more exciting than the other. And to me, the NFL is just more professional because, you know, of, you know, you're not doing like backyard football, like triple reverses like we used to do as kids, whereas the XFL, and I get what you're saying, like they get paid to put on a show. But to me, I just... It's scripted. Well, that's a whole different topic. (laughs) But... To me, I just think the NFL wouldn't benefit from this fourth and fifteen attempt. All right, can I, I say something real quick, Judge? No. All can right, I please? I, no. Please, please. No. Anyway, Live Golf has made PGA change its rules on how it gives money to players because it knows it can't compete. All right, go ahead. All right, we're fine. Yeah, well, I, right. I saw that, but yeah. I'm saying so things change. Okay, hey, order in the court. We are witnessing unprecedented permission for both the defendant and the plaintiff to continue talking, even though what are you gonna want, do about it? Everyone wants them to shut up. All right, listen. We're now gonna send the uh, the oh. jury into deliberation and. Um, Hopefully they make a timely decision and we'll get back to you on what the answer is. Should be only a couple of hours. All right, now that the jury has determined and come back with their verdict, um, I will now make the ruling as judge and the honorable overlord of this courtroom um, and supreme leader and-, and All supreme, right, get all to right. it, judge. Oh, my fault, my fault. Um, I will now read the verdict that the jury has returned with. Mr. Brandon, on your account that the NFL should not implement the XFL's onside kick rules. I find you not guilty. Oh, Thanks that's some bull crap, man. Hey, hey, hey. Order bull. in the court. Order Somebody in the got court. paid. Order in the court for further Order. elaboration. First, Mr. Brandon, I thank you for sitting through these troubling, troubling plaintiffs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've never seen someone so outspoken in the courtroom. In fact, officers, please remove uh, Mr. S- Mr. Josh. Hey, this is my right to be here. All right, you're right. You can stay just for a bit, though. Then, then get him out of here. Um, I would like to elaborate on my decision. I think that, along with all the points that Brandon made, especially the points that Brandon made, I think that this would take away from the kicking aspect of the game. Kickers already have nothing to do, pretty much. That's all they do is they kick. I mean, they do miss a lot of them. (coughs) Brett Maher. Uh, But I think that onside kicks should be something that kickers are responsible for. I think kickers need to have a more... I think kickers need to have more... I think kickers need to have more of a role in today's game. I think that they are not playing an active role enough. Even as even with all the missed kicks that they have and all that, I still don't think that there's enough pressure on them. You know, I, I look at live practices. I see these guys punt and kick and listen to their little baby in their Apple AirPods. You know what I'm saying? They got to get into the game, right? You know what I'm saying? I, right. Kick, they, they could master the outside kick. Kickers could, like, Order practice. in the court. Yeah. Order in the court. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, like, if they... if. If the onside kick was really effective, kickers would, like, practice it. I think kickers should practice the onside kick if they really want it to become effective. All right. They do. Still not effective. And they need to get the special teams on that, bro. All right. That concludes our first ever The Courtroom segment. Please let us know if this is something you guys think we should continue. Moving on, we have a few more things we want to talk about before we leave here today. First, let's go over the All-Star Weekend, our thoughts on it, and the picks and results. All-Star Weekend, trash, needs help. I did see that they had record low. I Re- did see that they had... Record low viewership, yeah. There was record yeah, low viewership. Worse than the... In the, the All-Star game was worse Bowl. than the um, three-point contest and the slam dunk contest. I think the dunk yeah. contest was the best thing. Yeah. The skills Matt challenge LeBron. needs to be like what it was back in the day. How do you guys think players performed during the three-point contest? Underperformers, overperformers? Oh, underperformer Tyler Hero, my yeah, pick. You know. Tyler Hero. Overperformer Damian Lillard. And he got lucky. Tyrese Halliburton, honestly. I think he overperformed people's expectations. Yeah. You know, Josh said he had a whack jumper. but he does have a whack jumper. Sometimes it goes in like Brandon's. Okay. <laughs> If you don't get that, you need to follow the TikTok. Follow the TikTok <laughs> to see Brandon's jump shot. <laughs> follow our TikTok profile, The Wild Cards Podcast. Three-point contest was good. You know, I mean, it's always going to be that way. I mean, three-point contest, you can't really do much about it. Yeah, there's not really anything you can do to screw up the three-point contest unless, yeah. you know, none of them go in, which isn't likely to happen. Julius Randle. Julius Randle. <laughs> there you Tyler go. Hero. Yeah, but 
Col- okay, we'll give it to Coleman. Damian Lillard did win. So yada, let's go, yada, let's go yada, over yada. our picks. Who picked who to win what? Who I picked, picked who Tyler to win? Hero? We picked. You picked Tyler Hero. I picked Damian Lillard. Who I picked who won. Jason Tatum. Who, and okay, gotcha. So that was for the three point contest. Yeah, dunk contest. We didn't make any picks really, but, but we all knew but Mac was gonna Mac win. was gonna but show. Brandon out did say did. right before the draft. I mean, the dunk contest did start uh, that he thought Matt McClung would win, and I mean that's the only one I really knew. So I guess that would be my pick too. You know, but yeah, I think it, he revived the uh, dunk contest for sure, because it was about to be dead after the last two years. But I still think that the stars should be able to, should have to perform in the dunk contest if they're asked to. You think they should? Yeah, be John Morant to? wants like a billion likes. Yes. You know? And to me, no. like, I don't really see you getting injured in the dunk contest. No. Yeah. And so you know, if you want to, you want to, you know, say that you're the best dunker, you have to prove it. Prove it. Yeah. John Morant's yeah. more likely to get injured with all the talking he does on Twitter than he is in the dunk contest. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, and then we'll move on to the um, actual game. Which I watched some of it, but then it just got uninteresting. All star game, yeah. Yeah, they're just, just you know walking up down the court, yeah. and then you know it's like Giannis uh, fouled in what the did, first play. What did uh, Jason? No, Jalen Brown. Someone said Jalen Brown or the Nuggets coach said it's just a glorified layup line. Exactly, mm-hmm. it is, and it makes sense. And I mean, Kobe. I watched one of his uh, press uh, post game interviews after the All Star game one year, rest in peace. But he was talking about these fans pay to see the best pickup game in the world which is exactly right like i want to watch jason tatum and jalen brown go at each other not just like friendly hey i'm gonna shoot this shot you're gonna let me shoot this shot i mean nobody wants to see that i can go watch some tape and then practice and watch that you know what i'm saying and i saw a picture of it was like pretty much just a one-on-one everybody else was standing outside the perimeter and just talking i mean it's just like a social event man let let me promote let me propose something really quick here would you guys be better off or would you guys rather have the all-star game be either right before the season or right after the, the playoffs end. And maybe then the players would, I guess during the, at the beginning of the season, the players would be more injury. Wor- yeah, but you wouldn't have like, yeah, you wouldn't people, have like all-stars. Yeah. You wouldn't have like, the people that like break like, out that one like, year. Yeah. Tyrese or, uh, or like Mark. Right. Yeah. So I guess at, what about after the season? Everybody's too tired. Yeah, Everyone's too tired. And I think the time that they have it is perfect. I just think yeah. they need to, Tell the players to like try. I mean, once again, they get paid millions and millions of dollars to perform an entertainment event that wasn't entertaining. So either they give us our money back or they actually entertain us. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, Same way as a dunk contest. The yeah. logical problem behind all this, though, like if you look into it, is the Players Association and all that. They would never let this slide. They would never have a thing. They would never allow a, a, con- a new clause of their contracts to be implemented like immediately, like as of a in effect like immediately on like january 1st or whatever that said well, for then, the, for the, from now on these players have to participate if they're called upon well guess what in. if they don't sign it and they and they don't want to be a part of the nba they're cut and we'll find somebody new i i wish plenty of people but but the players association can have some authority over what goes on like what changes go on and they can lobby against it and eventually and they can do another lockout, dude. It, I don't. I'd rather have a lockout. I'd rather have no All Star game than what I what I saw. Yeah, I think last weekend. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. have I'd rather have regular games to go throughout that time. Like, I mean, well, I mean, they get like I I think honestly I don't know. If they they get incentives get for being All Star, so they get extra money for doing it. So either you play as hard as you can, or you or you say I don't want to participate, and we find somebody else that wants to participate, and we have a good pickup game. Eventually, the stars will show around and be like, I want some recognition too. And then they'll eventually come into it and be like, all right, I'll play hard. I mean, you got Kobe. Kobe did. I mean, yeah, Co- Dwayne Wade broke Kobe's nose in an all-star game. Exactly. That's and the, Kobe that's loved it because exactly. he, he, he was that type of guy. Yeah, that mama mentality, man. We need somebody more like that. Jason Tatum's fake mama mentality. I'm not going to lie. All right, all right. Let's go. Uh, let's go to our predictions. Or Sorry. Let's go to our picks for last week. College basketball, NBA or no? Did we do NBA games? We did, but we we'll go we'll, we'll go, go over, over them at the them end because they played it. Right. Let's go over our college basketball picks for last week. Again, we predicted a few NBA games, but those games are on the day that we're recording this in a few hours. Um, of course, by the time this podcast is released, the games will have been played. But we are not going to predict. We're going to predict those again. We're going to just relay our predictions um, and also go over our college basketball picks. So this past week, um, Josh, Brendan, and I, Coleman, um, we all picked between. Well, we all picked the results. Nine of, college basketball games. We all picked the results of nine college basketball games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all right, Coleman, you say your record. What was your record? So, uh, all right, well, I, if I have to, um, I went 
what three and nine three, three you went six. three and six or, well, three you and got six. three so, right picks and six not right picks. and and i guess you could say that you could give a dog and blindfold him and he'd get 50 percent of you a lot better statistically than um which is kind of embarrassing that i had worse picks than a, a blind dog oh actually that sounds terrible when you say it like that but um <laughs> Uh, wow. I kind of look like a blind dog. I think I should just leave. I guess uh, he's comparing me to the blind nice. dog. Well, you can't see your hairs in your face, so it kind of makes sense. Well, and then let, let's see, Brendan, how did you do? What, what what did you... You know, I went four and five. You know, I picked two upset games, Kansas State beating Baylor at home, and I picked Michigan State to beat Indiana at home. And y'all didn't see that, and y'all were clowning me, saying Baylor wouldn't lose two games in Kansas. Who, who would have thought? Who, who, so the nine games that we covered in college basketball this week were UK versus Tennessee, Texas versus Oklahoma, Baylor versus Kansas, Michigan State versus Michigan, Kansas versus TCU, Texas versus Iowa, Baylor versus Kansas State, Indiana versus Michigan State, and Providence versus UConn. The way the methodology behind how we pick the games that we're going to cover, we usually pick matchups in which both teams um, in the matchup are ranked in the top 25. In addition, we also pick rivalry games. Um, it's really just up to us. If you, the viewers, want us to make picks on a certain game or certain basketball, certain football, anything really. Just make make sure to let us know on our social medias that we have in the description of our Instagram page, which is show wildcards on Instagram. Let's start off with UK versus Tennessee. Kentucky um, won that game. I'm going to start with you, Brandon. Who did you pick and what happened? Uh, I chose Tennessee because they were ranked and Kentucky wasn't and they lost by 12. All right. Josh, why'd you pick Kentucky? You know, I'm, I'm a Kentucky fan, but also Kentucky did beat Tennessee at Tennessee earlier in the year. So, I mean, that's a pretty good reason. Me personally, I picked Tennessee because I thought they'd split the season series. Um, fortunately, I was wrong. Next game, Texas versus Oklahoma. Brennan, who'd you pick? We all picked Texas. We all picked Texas. You're I right. chose Texas because they were, like, again, ranked eighth. They did only win by two. I was a little scared for that game, but they did. They yeah. did. I think we all picked. I think we all picked Texas for similar reasons. We can move on to the next one. Number three, Baylor versus Kansas. Brandon, why'd you pick Kansas? Uh, I picked Kansas because they were ranked higher, and I just watched them play. And they are playing at Allen Fieldhouse. I also picked Kansas, so just add on to that. Why'd you pick Baylor? <laughs> you know, trash. You know, I was, I was, I really thought Baylor was going to pull this out. You know, I think Baylor is a really strong team behind their coach Scott Drew, um, and I thought they were going to pull it out. Unfortunately, they did not. They had a really rough week. Michigan versus Michigan State rivalry game right after the Michigan State shooting. We um, all missed the mark on this one. We all missed the mark. We thought Michigan State was going to pull it out. Um, unfortunately, they did not. This was, game was in Michigan, if I'm in yeah, Ann Arbor. Right? Yeah, it was at Mich in, in Ann Arbor. Um, and we all thought Michigan State was going to go out strong after... After what? After tragedy. 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 Yeah. yeah. Did you say tragedy? Yep. Moving on to number five, Kansas versus TCU. Brandon, why did you pick TCU? Because uh, uh, they it was a home game for them. Honestly, a missed pick by me, but I just thought... Because TCU played them earlier and almost won, I thought they could win at home. All right, now Josh, why'd you pick Kansas? Who again ended I, up winning? Well, I TCU? think they're just a more complete team than TCU. I mean, I know it was at TCU, but I still think Kansas is the most complete team in the Big Twelve. I agree. Texas versus Iowa State. Um, I want to add both Josh and Brandon picked Iowa State to win this game, and I was the only one that picked Texas. So I don't think their opinions are worthy of why they picked Iowa. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and list why I picked Texas. I think Texas is a very strong team despite having their coach. Chris Beard be fired for that domestic Beating violence claim. Well, I mean, it was dropped. The, the charges were dropped, but, you know, we, we'll never yeah, know what happened. She knew she lost some money out of it. All right. Okay. Um, now, uh, moving on to Baylor. Uh, I, I can say why well, I picked Iowa State. All right. That's fair. You can go. I think Iowa State's a strong team, and they do make some upsets past 10 years, decades. And I think they're a strong, gritty team. I think I thought they could beat Texas. But, well, Brandon, anything to say on that? Oh, I picked them because they lost their coach, and I had to choose an upset game. I got you. <laughs> All right, Baylor versus Kansas State. Uh, Brandon, why'd you choose Kansas State? Because I knew Kansas State had that dog in them and <laughs> to get this W. Had no they idea. did. They won against Baylor, which I'm surprised. Baylor had a really Baylor rough had a week. rough week, dude. Yep. Um, I just really chose them because I needed an upset game. <laughs> uh, you're just being modest. Um, all right, Indiana Oof. versus Indiana versus Michigan State. Yeah, why did Once I get again, another great Brandon pick, right? Because I'm a Michigan State fan since day one. All right, he's I a rider. Trust my team. Both Josh and I chose I'm, Indiana. Um, I'm the same way with UK, but obviously Coleman's not. He's a fake fan. Not a fake fan. I'm a Kentucky realist. Remember? Yeah. Okay. All right, Providence versus UConn. Um, Brandon and I uh, both chose Providence, and Josh chose UConn. And that game was last night, as uh, or as of the day this is being recorded, Thursday, February 23rd. Um, so the game was played 22nd, and. UConn ended up besting Providence. Brandon, why'd you choose Providence? 
I thought the game would be closer. They lost by 18, and he ran away with it at the end. Yeah, it was just like I said, needed in Providence. I like them in my March Madness bracket, so I really thought they'd do something for me. All right, Josh, why'd you pick UConn? I just like UConn because they have a stud freshman in the Big East, and he's probably gonna win Big East Freshman of the Year. So I, I went with that, and they they were at home, so I mean they had that kind of advantage on them. Just to recap, we're going to keep doing these basketball games and hopefully switch over to NBA and add all these games together. Just pick the compile the best games of the week, and each week we'll state our record. Let's go over our records one more time. I, Coleman, have a record, unfortunately, of 3-6. and six. Josh, what are you? Uh, I'm 5-4, and four, the only one over 500, might I add. All right, uncalled for. And Brendan, what is your record? Oh, I'm 4-5, and five, but we still have our NBA games tonight, so right, we, exactly. we will see. So we're going to pick 13 games compiled each week. We're going to try to do the same amount each time, just so it's fair. NBA, we have four games that we're predicting tonight. Nuggets versus Cavs, Grizzlies versus 76ers, Pelicans versus Raptors, and Warriors versus Lakers. Let's go over each of them really quickly. Nuggets versus Cavs. Everybody except Brandon picked Nugs. Yeah, I picked the Cavs. Pick Cavs. And why'd you pick Cavs? I chose the Cavs because I've been watching a couple of the games, and I really like what Donovan Mitchell's done over in Cleveland. All right, moving on. Grizzlies versus 76ers. Again, Brandon, the only outlier. Uh, I like the Grizzlies. I I think um, if Steven Adams is back, if not Brandon Clark, someone could try to hold Embiid, but he'll still probably drop thirty. But I just think John Morant will you know have a way with the seventy six. Yeah, Brandon's a fake hood fan. All right, go ahead. Moving on to our third NBA game that we're predicting. This one also following tonight, the night that we're recording this. Um, Pelicans versus Raptors. All three of us are wanting Raptors, the Raptors. Yeah. We're not wanting. We're predicting that the Raptors are going to win. I don't know. Do you guys want the Raptors to win? I'm not a really. Huge I don't really. What's well, a home game for him? And Zion's not playing. So. Yeah, exactly. Juicy Drake going to pull up. Maybe, maybe. I'm gonna have to get their passports, buddy. All right, let's go. Number four: Warriors versus Lakers. We both pick Lakers. Me and Brandon pick Lakers. I am the only one that picked the Warriors. They are without Steph Curry. We assume. I think so. I think it's he's guaranteed out. Um, but I still think that they can pull it off with Klay Thompson and Jordan Poole. Let's go over some college basketball games that are going to be happening this next week. All right, now moving forward for our picks this week, we're going to start with five college basketball games. First game is number eight, Texas, versus at number nine, Baylor. Um, Josh and Coleman chose Baylor. I chose Texas. Why did y'all choose Baylor? Uh, I just think they had a rough week, and they're going to bounce back right now. Scott Drew is putting them back into, putting back into order. Yep. Okay. Why'd you pick Texas? I picked Texas because I think Baylor's just going to keep losing, man. Okay, so the next game will be Auburn at Kentucky. Uh, we all pick Kentucky. Bandwagon. Coleman's a bandwagon. Oh, my fault. He's bandwagon on now. So, so he got he got it wrong last week, so now he has to get it right. So he's, he's if they lose, I'm gonna I, I want, I'm gonna you want better you pick to... against them the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, if they do lose, I'm not picking Kentucky oh, again because yeah. same here. There's one time I support even your team. If I, even if I even if all their players are injured, even if they forfeit, I'm still picking the other. Team. All right, our third game will be Indiana at Purdue. Uh, number fourteen, Indiana at number five, Purdue. Uh, we all pick Purdue because it's a battle I mean, in Indiana. Both they're just teams. a powerhouse team right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's going to guard Zach Eady. Indiana did beat Purdue though earlier in the year. I do think Indiana. I mean, Purdue's going to get their revenge. Yeah, have you ever home. been to the Boilermakers home games, dude? Didn't no. think so. Didn't have think you? so. No, but my friend goes to Purdue actually. That mean, that means you're educated. You basically have a degree from there, right? I basically have insider information that I know oh, they're going to beat shit. the Indiana Pacers. Right. All right. The Indiana Pacers. My fault, dude. I'm yeah. dyslexic. All right. Number five. Number four. Oh, yeah, you're right. Number four, 15, St. Mary's at number 12, Gonzaga. We all chose Gonzaga. Probably because of Drew Timmy's gorgeous mustache. And, I mean, they both have Mickey Mouse schedules, but yeah. St. Mary's has even more of a Mickey Mouse schedule. Yeah, they don't have any non-conference games. They play plumbers, electricians. Okay, buddy. Um, I think I even saw them playing uh, some... Janitors. Are they Janitor. playing Coleman, too? I, I think... <laughs> All right, number, our last college game of the week is number eight, Texas, at t- number 24, TCU. And we all chose Texas. Yeah, I think Texas is going to bounce back after that loss to Baylor they're going to have earlier in the week. Yep. And they're still a good team. And I don't think TC- I think TCU is just, like, going to fall off. Well, I'm never picking TCU again after they let me down. So. <laughs> all right, so now we have eight NBA games that we're going to be predicting in addition to the games that we were predicted earlier. Those games are going to fall for our records for last week. So these 13 games, we're going to do, again, we're doing 13 sports games each week that we're going to predict, and we're going to count up our records. And each week, we're going to keep track of how many each person got right, how many they got wrong. And so, at the end of the year, if y'all want, we can do a punishment for the last place. Um, but y'all, not, y'all not if they want, let us we know. Will. We will do a punishment. All right, yeah. yeah, we'll put that up. On, once we get a little bit more people, we'll put it up on Instagram and have a poll, okay. see what they want us to All do. Right. Um, so I think for, that's a good idea. So for Friday night, we have one game. 
Kings versus Clippers. Clippers are home. Josh is the only one that chose the Kings. Please I, explain. Hey, I have a lot of confidence in my Kings. Like that beam, you know what I'm saying? They're not at home. I don't care. They're still going to like that beam, man, when they win. And the Clippers are coming in with uh, the new addition of Russell Westbrook that we talked about earlier. And I think they'll kind of try to figure it out. Russ might take too many shots early on, you know. I, I just think they'll have to figure it out. And I think I have faith in De'Aaron Fox and Sabonis coming off the All-Star game. I mean, I just have faith in them. All right. Okay, all right. We have two games for Saturday. First game is Nuggets versus Grizzlies. We all chose the Nuggets. Same with the second game, Celtics. Same with the second game, Celtics. Yeah, I just we think. We all chose Celtics. Yeah, we all went Nuggets and Celtics. And I, mean, I think it's interesting. Well, because they're both the number one seed in the West and one's in the East. To prove me differently. You know? I yeah. Think, right, and I think it's pretty interesting. Um, I saw in a TikTok video earlier this week on our TikTok, the, the Wild Card podcast. Make sure to follow. Um, I saw that you picked 76ers to win the entire NBA playoffs. I think... I think you said they're going to be champions. Can you explain to me why you're picking the Celtics to win over the 76ers? Um, you know, I just think after the All-Star break, Jason Tatum coming off a 55-point game, you know, new record. I just think, although it was like it wasn't a real game, I just think he'll stay hot, man. All right. Um, so those are the two picks for Saturday. We also have two picks on Sunday. The first game is the Suns versus Bucks. Great game. Um, I have the Bucks. Josh and Brandon have the Suns. I don't know Suns why. Suns in four. <laughs> The Suns' had, new addition, Kevin Durant, and Bucks, Giannis not playing. I don't know why you went with that pick. I went with the Bucks because I think that KD and they're, they're not going to mesh well. I think that without Giannis, I think that Drew Holiday is going to drop 45 points. Yeah, two superstars and Devin Booker and KD don't know how to mesh well. I just think that's a terrible take. I, I, I mean, that's didn't you say they won the uh, trade deadline though with getting KD? I think so they why won. do you think they Did, winning trade. doesn't mean that you're going to immediately fall right into line? Not immediately, but I think they beat exactly. a non Giannis team Bucks. I mean, let's be real. I don't. I, I don't have Drew Holiday out there. I don't think it's KD? as easy to beat the Bucks without. I don't think it's just. All right, we'll I don't see. Think it's that simple. We'll see. All right, we'll see about that game. Um, Clippers versus Nuggets is the second game on Sunday. Uh, we have Josh and Brandon with the Nuggets and me with the Clippers. So. I can explain why I picked the Clippers. I think that that first game, I have the Clippers beating the Kings. I think they're going to continue on their streak. I think Westbrook's going to prove effective on their roster. And I have them beating the Nuggets. Um, Josh and Brennan, do you guys want to say why you have the Nuggets? Uh, I chose uh, It's a home game for the Nuggets, and I don't see anyone on the Clippers lineup that can stop the Joker. So, All right. Next game is on Monday. Heat versus 76ers. We all chose 76ers. Pretty clear why. The Heat are kind of poverty. I like the Heat. I do like the Heat, but I do think the 76ers dominate the Heat. Yeah, they're just a better team. Yeah. All right. Tuesday, we have Bucks versus Nets, and we all have the Bucks. I think Giannis. Uh, even if he's not, I don't think yeah. it changes the outcome of the game. Yeah. Whether Giannis is back or not, I think they can still beat the Nets. Uh, depends, though. Maybe Cam Johnson has a little little stuff uh, left in him. Yeah, Mikel Bridges could have like the game of his life, but yeah. yeah, but he'd have to to win that game. And on Wednesday, the last game of our picks for this week, we have the Cavs at the Celtics. And we all have the Celtics, except for Brandon. Actually, he is the Cavs winning this game. Brandon, do you want to tell us why you have the Cavs winning? Um, I, you know, two weeks ago, I watched him play. A couple weeks ago, I watched the Cavs play at TD Garden. And, you know, they did have that massive comeback and fell short. And I just think that the Cavs are maybe one of the best teams to beat in the East besides the Celtics. So woo, woo, woo. Breaking I think news, breaking news. I think Donovan Mitchell will carry. So that is our slate of games for this upcoming week of sports. Um, again, we do have those four games from last week that we're going to keep in our last week's picks calendar. So right now, I'm three out of nine. I'm five. Of, I'm five of nine, and I'm four of nine. All right, and we are going to see how that plays out once we get to out of 13 games because those four are going to apply there all right so i want to thank all of you guys for coming out that will conclude our podcast for today our second podcast i appreciate every last one of you guys that are tuning in and listening um i want to ask yeah, how you guys many, how many streams we got right now we can mention that in here sure so yeah, thank you to our first up. 44 og fans y'all the ogs wait, for shout let me pull up r kelly sentenced 20 years okay. i don't care about r kelly let me pull up the statistics <laughs> who even is r kelly I know, um, I was joking. 71. Oh. Yesterday we had six. Pretty good. Like, we gained six. No, yeah, we had six. Uh, yeah, yesterday. I want to thank everyone who tuned in last week to listen to our podcast. 
We had 13 different U.S. states, people all over the country were listening, and we also had two other countries besides the United States listening, um, one in Africa, one in Europe. We had Morocco. Thank you for listening from there, and thank you for the listener in Spain. I want to thank you guys all. Hey, just call us Mr. Worldwide, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, we're moving up in the world. Right, we're getting yes. there. Thank you guys so much, and make sure to follow our socials. Um, social media, you can easily find the links to all of our socials by going to our Instagram page, Show Wildcards, S-H-O-W-W-I-L-D-C-A-R-D-S. Um, and on Instagram, you'll see a link tree in the, in the description, and you can easily find links to all of our different social media platforms on there. I appreciate you guys so much. Again, I'm Coleman Madlin. I'm Joshua Sykes. And I'm Brandon Hartke. Thank you guys, and see you next week. See you next week. So appreciate it. Peace.